Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley. This is the Buffy podcast that's pretty uncomfortable with the amount of domestic abuse in this show. Hellmouth? Hellmouth. God, I kind of hope we're more than pretty uncomfortable. (laughs) It's a teen show, and I think it's... I'm not sure I would use the word appropriate. I mean, we'll get into that, but... This episode, eh? This is an issue that affects more than just adults, Dave. Yeah, no, I think it's a relevant thing to have in a teen TV show. And it's better handled in this episode than, like, (laughs) Go Fish, which is saying nothing at all. I don't even know why I brought that up. Yeah, it doesn't exist. I don't know what you're saying. (laughs) Right, yeah. You're crazy again. That's fine. (laughs) Just going crazy. So this actual episode is Beauty and the Beasts. We are in season three, episode four, original air date, October 20th, 1998. And just right off the bat here, I want to tell you the sweet, sweet French and German titles. Oh, yeah. Give me those. So French is like super straight on Les Belles et les Bêtes, which is literally the Beauties and the Beasts, which, I mean, makes a lot of sense because Beauty and the Beast is like a French story. Right. So that would play for them, right? Yeah. Germans, not so much. (laughs) The German (laughs) title is Dr. Jekyll und Mr. Hyde. Which I feel (laughs) really gives away a lot, you know? I'm not even sure it's a Mr. Hyde thing. I'd Uh, far more see it as like a discount Hulk, but yeah. Oh, yeah, that's way better. Mm -hmm. No, but... It it is actually a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I mean, that is what they're doing, yeah. Like, literally what they're doing, yeah. It's his formula. But (laughs) immediately... Man, I didn't even consider Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I went straight to Hulk with this. Interesting. Like, no, this is straight up Dr. Yeah. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Yeah, Don't they even kind of say that at one point? Probably. I think they do. Well, Michaela, we're, we're starting things straight up here. <laughs> I'm going to say that I was at my parents' home for this episode when I watched it. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I was watching it pretty late, and oh, I, was, God. I was pretty fucking buzzed for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we'll see how that compares to Train Magician, then. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Train Magician was great. What even was that? Was that some assembly required? It was some episode that the Train Magician made you think was way better than the episode actually was. <laughs> yeah. Is that yeah. maybe the case again? We'll see. Um, no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't yeah. think that's quite the case. <laughs> but yeah, you're going to have to carry the notes on this one in a lot of ways. I got you. All right. It'll just be a whole episode of you remembering stuff. <laughs> Slightly belatedly. Yeah. It'll be fine. <laughs> oh, that's always the best. Kick it off there, Michaela. What's what's happening as we start this episode? God knows you have no idea. So, we start off. It's a weird voiceover from Buffy. Mm-hmm. She is reading from The Call of the Wild. Right. And we transition then into Willow reading it to Werewolf Oz. Oh, Oz! I'm really excited for an Oz-centric episode. How do you feel about this new werewolf look, Dave? It's much better than the old one. <laughs> It's hard to be worse, isn't it? (laughs) It is hard to be worse. It does still look very strange, but I can respect that they've gone with this look. It's more like a very monstrous, very human-looking dog. Yeah. Yeah, it's very guy in suit. And, I mean, a werewolf is like a person wolf, so this decision to make it 
strangely, like, like, I would say way more humanoid looking than werewolves normally look. Yeah, it reminded me more gorilla than wolf in a lot of ways, especially way whenever he moves. runs. Yeah, yeah, whenever he runs, he's doing like the gorilla run in it, which, God, that's got to be so hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine doing multiple takes of that in that costume. <laughs> oh, fuck. That crap of your face and uh, yeah. you're just sweating. And then you're doing like I mean, the knuckle run where your knuckles lead <laughs> and then you catch up with your your feet behind. No, that's got to be so no, hard to do. That sounds really unpleasant. They got Oz locked in the cage in the library. Oh, that cage is super useful, especially now that they have a werewolf. Jeez. It, it is hella useful for werewolves. <laughs> uh-huh. So Willow normally watches Oz. I don't know when she sleeps when, you know, it's like full moon time. I guess she just doesn't. Is yeah, that what we're meant to believe? To, yeah, guess. she doesn't need sleep. I think they switch off, I'm guessing. Like, the concept of having someone else take on part of the watch seems pretty normal. It does, but then, and that's what I thought at first. And then when Xander shows up to relieve her, she makes this big deal about like, oh, I wouldn't have asked, but I have this test. Mm, right. Making it kind of sound like normally she just does it herself. <laughs> well, Willow's great at everything and she doesn't need right. sleep. She just does that like power nap thing where you just take like micro naps. <laughs> sounds awful. <laughs> it's really bad for you. Don't Holy do it. Oh my God. <laughs> A lot of guns in this scene, though, because we've got Xander in a tight shirt and a tranquilizer gun. It's so tight. It's so oh tight God. around the it's, upper arms. It's Damn, too tight. Xander. It's like, Damn. you're just like, oh, no, I, I cannot suspend my disbelief. I cannot. <laughs> I mean, I know why Cordy is attracted to him, but why is no one else in the school attracted to him? Listen, Dave, he's wearing red cargo pants and looks amazing. So How did he even manage that? Pull, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, Trank gun. He's got terrible, terrible gun safety <laughs> protocols, though. <laughs> He's just, like, gesturing with it. He's got his finger on the trigger. You'd think all that soldier training would have maybe taught him some gun safety. Right, yeah. he was a soldier. <laughs> And that has come up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. Anyway, he takes over for Willow and he's like, no, don't worry. I got this. I got my coffee. Oz is going to just sit there. I'm going to read to him and it'll be fine. Immediately goes to sleep. Immediately. Literally seconds after Willow is gone. Uh -huh. Like they don't even have, you know, a little quick montage of him kind of nodding off and fighting it and then eventually going to sleep. No, he just literally goes to sleep. He might as well have brought a pillow. Yeah, like, why did he bring that coffee? Brought a pillow. Pillow. Yes. Yeah, I, I breezed right by that. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to, anyways. You're making it pretty hard. Yeah, no. So he goes to sleep when he's on Oswatch, and that's very sad. I'm sure that'll be fine, though. Like, nothing bad could possibly happen, right? Nothing bad could possibly happen. Yeah, yeah. God, no. So Faith and Buffy are patrolling. Faith asks Buffy about Scott, and you're like, oh, forgot about that guy, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're talking about Scott. Why? Just get the fuck away from him already, Buffy. Oh, my God. You're like, oh, we're still, hmm, right, him. Is hmm. it just me, Michaela, or is Faith way more... Or New York or Boston all of a sudden. Oh. There are like three words from this episode where she says here instead of here, later instead of later, and something else. Kicking the gear shift. What are you doing here? And I'm like, Wait, most of the time you're talking and it's pretty normal. Do you have a sometimes accent, Faith? Interesting. And maybe she does. I don't really think I've like noticed any thing to do with that which makes me wonder if that's just a thing she slowly starts to do and then it becomes like more reasonable seeming after a while does she keep doing that 
I don't know. God, I hope not. Is that not. how she it's talks? so ridiculous. Oh, wait. Didn't we talk about how she grew up near Boston? Oh, possibly. I mean, she says her about's weird. And yeah, I yeah. think that was Boston. <gasps> oh, her accent is slipping. Wow. Yeah. Wow, watching her in Dollhouse, I had no idea. Did not take long. I mean, again, she's incredibly young here. Yeah, yeah she got so. much better at acting. Yeah, <laughs> which, well, good for her. You'd hope so. <laughs> right. It was many years. They're talking about Scott and, again, are comparing him to food or talking about him like he's food. I don't know why they always do this and talk about boys like they are consumable. Well, that's how women talk, right? (laughs) Oh, right. Of course. Yes. I'm just trying to keep our secrets, Dave. We certainly don't talk like that. I'm wondering if, like, are there female writers a lot on Buffy? I mean, there's Jane Espenson. Okay. All the other ones that I immediately thought of are male, so... Which is, I mean, yeah, it's fine. And they can do a bunch of strong female leads. But it does seem odd not to have a bunch of women on the writing staff. Who knows? Or maybe that this is just how girls talked about guys in the early (laughs) 2000s slash late 90s. Yeah, that's horrifying. They are delicious food. And also beasts. Don't forget about the beast thing. Oh, right. Beasts. (laughs) (laughs) We see some guy get attacked by something. Strongly implied to be Oz. (laughs) Yeah, he's Uh, running through the woods being chased by something and, yeah, falls down and that's not good for him. But the next day, Oz is fine. He surely was not the one chasing that other fellow. No, of course not. Not Oz. I mean, it actually wasn't and it's trying to set it up like it was, but I never believed that. It's doing a terrible job. Like, it's... (laughs) It wants you to think that maybe Oz did these things, but it's so clear that he didn't. Because it's like, oh, look, there's an open window in your cage. (laughs) Right. Maybe you escaped and then came back into it. Because if he didn't wake up in the cage, you know, we probably would have heard about that. Oh, yeah. No, he definitely woke up in the cage. So he had to have come back. Like, werewolf him had the presence of mind to be like, oh, don't want them to know it was me. Werewolves always thinking clearly, of course. Sorry, werewolves. Of course. Fuck. Werewolves. 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 Didn't take long. I'm not cutting that out. It's okay. Right? Oh, Dave, some new characters with names. <laughs> I'm sure that they are going to stick around forever. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, this is one of the clunkier introductions I've ever seen. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay, so Scott comes up to talk to Buffy, and I'm like, oh my god, you're the worst. And... <laughs> Uh, Buffy's talking to Willow and Oz. Oz says, oh, hi, Debbie. And the camera cuts away and I'm like, wait, how the fuck did these people get here? Like, oh, Jesus, you scared (laughs) me. Bam. Yeah, there they are. (laughs) They're right there. Were they next to Scott when he was coming up? I don't know. I was pretty buzzed. Listen. They weren't, Dave. No. I don't know where the fuck they came from. All of a sudden, it's just like, oh, look, Pete and Debbie, my friends are here. Right. So we've got Pete and Debbie, and when it cut to them, I saw Debbie, and she was talking, and the guy next to her, I was like, wait, fuck, is that Scott? I saw his face not two seconds ago, but I've already forgotten what he looks like. Oh, God, he's forgettable. I mean, they both have dark hair. That's not really on you. No, no, that's not... Uh, I'm glad to glad to know that that's okay. Yeah, apparently Oz was in jazz band with Debbie. He, God, all of Seth Green's dialogue is amazing. He's just the strangest, most fun character. They give him the best stuff to say. They really do. Yeah. When he talks about being in the improvisational jazz marching band, but it not working because they all went off in different directions and banged into floats. And then you're, like, not really sure if he's joking or not. Like, 
You're like, that could be true. Coming from Oz, I'd buy it. Like, anything he says, it could be true. Okay, so Willow cuts in and says, like, oh, Oz is being a silly. Did you see the look that he gave her when she did that? (laughs) Did you? I don't know. Like, in... In neither way did it... It didn't confirm anything for me. <laughs> okay, like, no. The the look that I'm talking about specifically is he looks over at her and his eyes do this quick, like, dart down up thing. Like, he scans <laughs> Willow's entire body. He's checking her out even though he's with her because he loves her and it's super cute. Oh, It's the Oz cutest goddamn forever. thing. He's like, aw, you're talking. I love it. Let's check you out. Yep, still damn fine. <laughs> Or hey, maybe Seth Green is just a man. He can't help himself. Yeah. Uh, there's some really clunky introduction where Debbie's oh. like being introduced as this lady with success issues. Uh, God, apparently she knows Chris Pratt, the school counselor who Buffy has to go see. And you're like, oh my God, I get it. We've got three new characters. None of them are going to make it through. I get it. Yeah, really couldn't like, like they couldn't be clearer about that. That's like that's what this thing is about. We're fucked, and so is that counselor who we've also given a name to. Oh, Debbie, Pete, yeah. and Chris Pratt, the school counselor. Uh, yeah. I don't know his real name, so I'm gonna go with that. <laughs> I called him therapist guy the whole time, so I don't, I don't know shit. <laughs> his name's Mr. Platt. Oh, yo, that's basically what you said. Chris Pratt, yeah. Yeah, I gotta talk about what Buff- what Buffy's wearing. She has a yellow cardigan on, but it's oddly see-through, which, like, it's not really doing the job of a sweater so much Hmm. as, like, a filmy sort of covering. And then she's got a big old flower clip in her hair and a sweet green tank top, super spaghetti strap. I love it all. Mm. Oh, the clips. There's a lot of flower (laughs) clips in this episode. Well, Buffy has to go and see Chris Pratt for her therapy session or something. Yeah, whatever. She and Scott kiss and, oh my god, we come into our first segment of the evening. Ooh. A little something that we here at Welcome to the Hellmouth like to call Hopelessly Devoted. I hate Scott so much. <laughs> and this this is really the crux of this segment. Now, Scott Hope, utterly yeah. forgettable. I, I don't know what he looks Just like ever. So forgettable. Wow. He's pretty awful. Yeah. And now that we've got Angel back in the show, you're kind of like, what are you even doing here? Aren't you kind of like, oh, something real bad's maybe going to happen to this guy too. <laughs> Hopefully. His days are somehow numbered. <laughs> God, I hope. Anyway, at this point, I'm not even sure what my real emotions about him are. <laughs> because, listen, Michaela, we spent most of last episode ragging on Scott. <laughs> It's not our fault that he's the worst. For good reason. But at this point, like, whenever he's on screen, my notes are just filled with the equivalent of, and you're the worst. So I don't, like, is that actually how I feel? Or am I playing this up for the pod? Or was it my drunk self had the real emotions coming through? I don't, I don't actually know. I think I hate him, but maybe it's just a gag for the podcast. At one point, I typed... Fucking Scott is the worst, like with a period after each word, which is a lot of effort, Dave. So I think that that's probably how I really feel. Yeah, yeah, I think that's true. I really dislike him. He's this horrible placeholder, and it's just so obvious that he's a placeholder. You're like this guy 
that's just around all the time when I don't need a guy around. You're this spare guy all the time. This spare dude. You're such a spare. So there's no reason to get emotionally invested in him. Oh, Buffy no. still doesn't really seem that into it. And so you're just like, what's the point of this guy being here? Just so Buffy can be a dick to someone? Like She is doing almost everything that she can to torpedo this relationship. I don't know how it's still going. Like, it's almost as bad as last episode. Yeah, yeah. She really is not invested in this yet. In any way. In this scene, she's doing okay. But then that's all about to fall apart. Like, pretty (laughs) soon, obviously. Incredibly soon. (sighs) Which... I mean, that's not on her. She didn't know, but the writers did. Why'd they put this fucking character in here, you know? Yeah. So Oz walks into the library, and the first words out of Giles' mouth are, It's good to see you. Um, No need to panic. (laughs) Uh, Poker, not your game. motherfucker. (laughs) God, Christ, Uh, another Sunny D student died. Another one. It's so high, Michaela. How are there any students left? I was so taken in by anxious Giles, who's all worried about, Mm. like, Oz, maybe him and killed someone, that, like, I don't even care what happens in this scene. He just was doing such a good job, because he's so much better at acting than everyone else in this show. It's so true. (laughs) So he gets super pissed at Xander for falling asleep on Oz watch. (laughs) Oz is sad, A, because he knew the student that died, and B, he might have killed that student. Like, neither of those things are good. I think it might be dropped that this kid was in jazz band or something. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, yeah. Tenuous connection to Debbie coming up. (laughs) Woo! Woohoo! Yeah. Right. So this is, this is Trubs, obviously. Uh Oz doesn't want to be a murderer. But again, how are they like, oh yeah, you werewolf, you going out killing people coming back here? (laughs) Trying to throw us off your scent? I don't know. Uh, It's fine because we meet Chris Pratt, the school counselor. This guy is smoking excessively in a room where students visit him. In a school? In a school. Is that a thing even in the 90s? The crazy 90s, was that even slightly allowed? I just can't imagine that it was. I don't know. We, we're we so removed from people smoking indoors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no. But, like, it just struck me as being so insane. It's like, crazy so, pants. so crazy. Yeah, so uh. he's smoking in the guidance counselor's office. He's a fun guy. Oh, Dave, he's being so nice to Buffy and so understanding. <laughs> that always goes really well for adults in Buffy's life. Yeah, for school <laughs> officials especially. <laughs> yeah, who people who like Buffy and are in a position of authority at the school. Yeah, things go great for them. And uh, we get another thing. Why do we have to harp on this more? We fucking get it. Angel oh my God. changed, Dave. <laughs> They they go over it again, and, like, it's so, so exactly the same thing that we've had before. We get it. We get the metaphor. You slept with him, he turned evil, except literally. Yeah. We get it. Apparently, Chris Pratt is the seventh member of the Sunnydale High faculty to die in three years. And you're just like, why does anyone come to this town seven faculty members so many an average of two a year again like housing prices in sunnydale must be rock fucking bottom plummeting constantly (laughs) just 
Like you get a house for like ten grand. Yeah. No big deal. So yeah, Chris Pratt basically does like a hey, tell me about Angel. Oh, he was a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> this is the same as most teen problems, except we know that it's a different thing. And it's really weird to have it replayed like this. We've been here, guys. We've done it. Uh- I'm on board with setting up this like therapist for Buffy as someone who understands her and who she actually like would want to come to with a problem she has. Mm -hmm. But like you don't have to use this. Like Buffy, he can connect with her by understanding her in a different way. We're just rehashing probably almost identical lines from a previous episode. Yeah. It's real weird. Joyce has said pretty much these exact things verbatim. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's... Hey, Michaela, do you remember when Xander was fun and, like, a nice guy? Yeah, I think we had some of that, you know? <laughs> there were there were brief flashes of that. It was so we'll nice. we'll get back there. We'll get back there eventually, but not, not today. Not right now, yeah. <laughs> remember when Cordy would reliably say the worst thing in a situation? I remember that, too. I think we haven't gotten away from that. I think oh, we're still doing that. No, she says the bluntest thing. But That's Cordy true. saying Oz killed someone just straight up while Oz is there somehow is not as bad as the things that Xander is saying. I think maybe it's just because we expect it from Cordelia. We expect this level of bluntness where she basically is just saying whatever comes into her head and letting it out of her mouth. But yeah, like from Xander, we expect a little bit more heart, I think. And what do we get from Xander? Because I'll be honest, my notes don't say. (laughs) He just takes the hole that Cordelia was digging and digs deeper. Yeah. And then is like, oh, hmm, so maybe I should stop talking now. Right. Because it's like, oh, werewolves are dangerous. We can't have them out and about. (laughs) Oz, I know you're a good guy, but you're a werewolf and can't have that. Can't believe how you how committed you are to this werewolf nonsense. <laughs> Is it making you mad? Every time you say it, it's just so jarring. Good, but it's in a nice way, you uh, know. Hmm. It's like a happy anger. Hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm it's happy still that anger. you're committed to this nonsense. Good, good, good. good. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Xander is just—he's reverted to a much worse character for no reason. Okay, so at this point in the episode, Dave, you you thought to yourself, clearly it's not Oz. Oh god, it's not Oz. Was your next thought, there's a second werewolf? Yes, Oz forwards the second werewolf theory, and I was like, (laughs) yes, you're a few episodes late, you're like 11 episodes late, but whatever, I fucking called it. Yeah, I actually have a note that says, I bet Dave is so sure about werewolf number two right now. (laughs) Two werewolves. Yep, double werewolf. Squared oh. wolf. I don't know. Oh. Mm. That doesn't yeah. work, though, because they're werewolves, not no. werewolves. That's crazy. I don't... Fine, I'll try and make something with that. <laughs> Oz's uh, short-sleeved shirt still has really long sleeves. They go down to fully his elbows. <laughs> it's a humongous, humongous shirt. It's so I'm good. glad you're really noticing these shirts now. Like, it was hurting me that you didn't notice them before. <laughs> I want them to be long-sleeved again so I can see. Like, his hands must barely be poking out. No, no, there's no hands. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's just sleeves. And then, like, if he needs to do something, I I don't know. He just doesn't, I guess. Uh, So Oz goes into the cage for the night, but he's mad at Willow. Because the gang suggested that Faith watch over Oz, which might be a bit of overkill given that she's a slayer. And he's, yeah, that's exactly his feeling on it. And he's kind of like, oh, I guess we're not overreacting, huh, guys? No. Yeah, I mean, now that they have two slayers, though, maybe right? maybe they can give one, like, you know, a job that isn't really slayer worthy. 
Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's that insulting, really. No, it's not. It really... But I understand where Oz is coming from, especially after he's been dumped on by Xander so much. Yeah. For no goddamn reason. Ugh. Uh, so Buffy's patrolling Looking the for the second werewolf, yeah. And instead, she finds a half-naked, feral angel. Oh, snap, it's Angel! And he found some pants at some point, which is good. Honestly, Dave, just imagine how awkwardly they would have had to shoot this scene if he had not yet found pants. (laughs) So he's like feral and crazy. Yeah. And he still managed to get some pants on. I mean, he's sane enough for pants. Uh, Why did they deliver him naked if he was going to put pants on later? It's cray. Where are his clothes? Why was he naked? Hmm. This is the point Hmm. of the episode where I was like, oh... I should so have seen this coming. <laughs> it is it is not a hard twist to see coming, knowing that Angel was just deposited yes uh, last week. Right. They're not going to end an episode with Angel falling from question mark and then just like forget about that for a couple episodes. My first question for all of this, like in all of this episode up until now should have been where's Angel? Yeah. The fact that it wasn't is crazy. <laughs> I'm blaming the alcohol, though. (laughs) Yeah, sure. And so at this point, did you feel like the misdirect was crazy angel killed a guy? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's pretty reasonable to assume. Man, there's just just so many beasts in this episode, Dave. (laughs) It's appropriately named. You know what? They've got plural. Some literal, some figurative. Huh. They have a plural in there and they're going to use it. (laughs) Yeah, for two, right? They've got it. That's two. (laughs) That's plural. No, not good enough. Damn it. Not good enough. (laughs) The other peeps are off at the morgue, checking out that sweet dead body. Couple questions. How'd they get in here? Question number one. Good question. Question two. Where is the night morgue attendant? (laughs) Who we have established is there to check the morgue holes on occasion. Yep. Yep. We have established that. (laughs) Yep. Although when Owen was here, there was no uh, morgue assistant then, I don't think. Maybe it's a morning morgue assistant that checks the morgue holes. Mm, That could be. Like, how sad is it that Owen is more memorable than Scott Hope? (laughs) Like... I think he genuinely is. That's disastrous for Scott Hope. (laughs) I would say that's tragic. (laughs) But not untrue. Do you have a third question? Because I've got a third question about this whole thing. Go for it. Why in the hell are Cordy and Xander creeping around during crime time? Because we start out with Willow doing crime time. She's got like a Scooby-Doo lunchbox for her autopsy tools because she's going to see what killed this dude. And yeah, it's amazing. (laughs) And then you see someone sneaking up on her and you're like, oh no, who is it? Turns out it's Xander. And you're like, why? Wait, where the fuck were you, Xander? Why were you not with Willow? And then Cordy shows up and you're like, no, what, what is happening with crime time here? What's going on? I don't know. Like, these are not the people you want to bring to crime time, clearly. <laughs> oh, no. They know jack shit about it. But they're not sticking together at all. No, 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 no. Like, leave Cordelia in the car. She's the wheels. Yeah. That's why she's here. Like, don't let her come in. Xander's obviously the face, right? You know, he goes in and if the night watchman is there, he's the one who does the distracting because mm. Willow's actually competent. Yeah. I don't know. Like, is this scene supposed to be played for laughs? Because I didn't... Nothing here landed. I wasn't getting that from it. No. Nothing here landed. Right. Oh, question number four. Right. Willow does like this autopsy on this dude, finds out a bunch of stuff, sort of, collects a bunch of evidence. Sort of. And then faints. Did she faint because of dead body grossness? 
So I think that whole thing was about basically she's doing the autopsy and Xander and Cordy are almost horrified, yeah. like disgusted because dead body and Willow's just like not even fucking phased. Mm-hmm. And then once she's done, then it's like she had built this little willow wall between yeah. her disgust and then that she didn't need that anymore. So hence the fainting. Was it unclear or was it just me? Because I was like, wait. Was this something supernatural that's going on, or was it just grossness? I think it's another joke that doesn't land. It doesn't land at all. Yeah. <laughs> I this had seems a whole zero big chuckles. It's no, you're just like, oh, so I guess she was grossed out, but Willow's a trooper. But don't worry, uh, Michaela, they get lots of useful evidence and information from this autopsy, which they use later in the episode. So this scene isn't an entire waste. Oh, wait, wait, it is an entire, fuck, it's entirely wasteful. You'd think that a person killed by a werewolf, werewolf, would have a lot of scratches and bite marks that a you know, Mr. Hyde type guy Mm -hmm. would not be able to match. Yeah. Like, I don't see a scenario in which Willow examines this body and concludes, hmm, this could have been a werewolf. Yeah, where are any of the bite marks on it? Yeah, I, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We can move on to the next scene, which is where I ask a very important question. Everyone who doesn't have a pair of manacles just sitting around, put your fucking hand up. Okay, I have something for this. It's Drusilla's pair of manacles. Yes. Yeah. They, I mean, obviously, they're at the They're at the, they're mansion. At the mansion. She sweeps a bunch of Drusilla's dolls off of the chest that she opens it up from. Spike and Drew left in a rush. They couldn't take their manacles with them, okay? <laughs> Oz has a set of family manacles. Drusilla has a set of family manacles, which I guess we've seen before because they tied Angel up with them. Well, and Spike and Drusilla are evil and <laughs> therefore must be into bondage. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Right. Only yeah. evil people like bondage. I forgot about of that. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, no, no, no. They definitely like it. Because they're evil. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But other people are allowed to like it, but don't like necessarily. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> Glad we got that one. Anyway, I just thought it was very poorly set up. Like, you've got the very quick shot of Buffy sweeping the dolls away. And I was like, dolls, what the fuck? And then she just pulls out manacles. And that becomes my only question. Like, why the fuck does she have manacles? Then it all became a bit clearer. And honestly, the thing that she chains Angel to is like... Like, pick something that's more sturdy than that. How did she reach up there? How did she get the manacles around that thing? I think she, she kind of, like, like tossed them over. Because it's a sconce up on the wall or, like, a, a wall su- ceiling support. I don't know. Well, it has to be something that's closed. Otherwise, Angel's really quite a dum-dum. Yeah. You know? Well, it's also up, <sighs> up high. I don't know. <sighs> Anyway, yeah, she chains Angel up to something in the mansion and then just leaves and goes to pay a visit to Faith. Yeah, she doesn't really seem to have a plan for what to do (laughs) with Crazy Angel. And you're kind of like, has he had anything to eat? Mm. Like, shouldn't shouldn't you get him some blood, maybe? pig's blood. I don't know. That'd be great. Right? (laughs) Nah. Like, go into his apartment? Like, nothing's there, right? (laughs) I, yeah. Uh, anyway, Faith uh, is doing Ozwatch and she's dancing to her music on her Walkman, which is oh amazing. Oh god, yes, yeah, so good. I have a lot of notes about Slayer fashion right now. Um, one second, because <laughs> Buffy comes up and taps her on the shoulder. I love it when Faith uh, just goes, ah, and punches her in the face. That's why you don't sneak up on people. <laughs> a good lesson for Buffy to learn. It's so good. All right. What are your fashion notes? God. So I'm really into 
however Faith is always dressed. Mm. Like, Mm -hmm. this whole vibe that they're giving her, it's very Faith. Like, I think it fits really well. And it's just so much more fun than everyone else's clothes. Oh, hell yeah. She's got, like, a leather vest and skirt (laughs) combo. Oh, it's so good. And her makeup is always so much better than everyone else's. Uh, Lip color. Oh, God, she just looks great. And it's not that Buffy's makeup is ever bad, like, poorly applied. It's just the color choice is insane. Whereas Faith always looks amazing. Yeah, for some reason, they just have trouble putting lipstick on Buffy that (laughs) matches her. I'm not sure what that's about. Maybe SMG got to choose her own lipstick. Oh, no. But yeah, Buffy comes in wearing oh, I don't even I don't even know like what she's dressed for. Cause she's got this like this shirt. It's like a tank top, but I mean with not spaghetti straps. But it's like a crop top that you can't tell is one because her pants are really high. And then it sort of is made out of like kind of a silky-ish material and looks too nice to be fighting vampires in. And to go with this, she's tied a sweater around her waist and is also wearing a jacket. <laughs> And so, what? It's kind of like, is she ready for anything? I don't know. The jacket's also really weirdly short. Mm. And then she's standing beside Faith, who looks awesome, and you're just confused. Oh, my oh. God. Maybe Eliza Dushku got to do her own, like, makeup Maybe. and uh, dress. And so, like, I'm a was therefore, yeah, was able to actually yeah. pull something cohesive together. Anyway, Buffy shows up to relieve Faith from her Oz watch duties and is like, you can head out. I'll take things over from here. And God, this must be the end of days, Michaela, because Buffy (laughs) begins doing research. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, she's got questions and she can't actually ask anybody for answers because then she'd have to tell them about that whole angel being back thing. So she got to read some books herself. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Right. Now, you just brought us, I think, into our next segment. Ooh. With a little thing that you said. And we're going to get to it more in the next scene where Buffy's talking to Giles. But this is a little something that we call Love the Way You Lie. Just gonna stand there and hear me cry. Well, that's all right, because I love the way you lie. I love the way you lie. (laughs) Oh, good can't tell you what it really is anyways um, (laughs) i figured you'd uh like it (laughs) right so i think what you're probably wondering dave is why doesn't she tell anybody that angel is back from question mark (laughs) she lies about all of the things she is the lying champion buffy lies to giles about angel coming back because why not lie to him right why would you start truthing all of a sudden when you've only ever lied to him before I'm trying to like look at it from Buffy's perspective of why would she lie about this? Mm -hmm. And I have to think that she thinks they're going to want to kill Angel if they find out. Xander certainly is. If I were Giles and somebody was like, hey, remember that guy who tortured you a bunch? Well, (laughs) he's back and seems pretty crazy. So just FYI. Yeah, he killed your girlfriend, Mm. did that horrible thing with her and then tortured Mm. you a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. Giles might be inclined to pick up a flaming stick and beat seven kinds of hell out of Angel. And it's going to go a lot better for him this time, I would say. Oh, a lot better. Man. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I can sort of see why maybe she's lying to everyone. I don't think that any of this excuses it because we know that the curse worked. Willow knows it worked because she felt it and then Buffy has proof it worked. Yeah. So I I think she has a case for no, let's not kill Angel. Yep. It's just that Buffy (sighs) is the character in this show that lies. Like think of other characters that lie. We've got Xander, occasional liar. Yeah. Cordy has Uh. never lied once. Yeah, then what's the fucking point? (laughs) Straight shooter. Oz would never lie. He's like said, oh yeah, I'm fine when he's not truly fine. But I mean, other Faith. Than that, oh, Faith, yeah, constantly. <laughs> it was all about the lies. But, I mean, when she showed up and lied a bunch, it was because she was maybe trying to pretend a bunch of bad shit that went down didn't actually go down. So, mm-hmm. you know. Which is similar to why time. Buffy lies. Uh, but this is, this is hard to swallow. <laughs> and it's very much like, it just feels like it's for the dramatic only Buffy knows that Angel is back thing, you know? Yeah. Now, hey, Michaela, do you remember that episode early in the season called Anne? Her? <laughs> Listen, she's really funny. Anyway, <laughs> remember in that episode where they went to the demon dimension and, like, yeah. time worked differently there? Yep. Was that entire thing to set this up? It kind of felt like it, didn't it? I was like, oh, that's why the first episode of this season happened. That information coming from Giles, like, you're going to accept it regardless, right? But maybe it just is a little bit easier to swallow because Buffy basically did the same thing. Mm -hmm. Now, so when they're discussing this, they they talk about how Angel could have been, or I mean, theoretically, Angel has been there for hundreds of years. Yeah. I think they're going to retcon this slightly and just call it like a hundred years for sake of... You know, okay. the ease of talking about it. Yeah. That's probably like low bar, 100 years. Right. So that means he's now 340 years old. Yeah. Right? <laughs> oh. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> uh, we got this whole Star Trek inner light thing happening where he's aged a bunch more. But the world hasn't. And oh, yeah. no. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry to say. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yep. <laughs> I'm sure his relationship with Buffy will still be adorable and will love every moment of it. Oh, I mean, why, no. why would we stop now, right? Oh, no. Uh. <laughs> yeah, so Giles doesn't know how someone could come back from the demon dimension that Alfalfa's in. But yeah, time works differently there and they'd be pretty fucked up if they did come back. Buffy's like, mm, yes, yes, this is good information that I didn't need. Faith was reading about this, probably. Having Angel actually be crazy, obviously, is not going to work out <laughs> that, for the show. No, that would you not know? be good for the show. Like, Giles says that, and you're like, well, clearly they can't do that. That sounds insane. Yeah. But, like, after a hundred years, there's there's just no way. No. Like, I don't care how much character you have, Giles. There's no way. No. No, he's well and truly gone. Remember in Anne where that guy forgot his own name and whatever Anne's name was, Lily or something? Yeah. Yeah. Because... That took like 50 years. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Doubling it up. Uh, Willow walks in wearing a ridiculously fuzzy sweater. Why though? It's she's all about the fuzzy sweaters these days. I don't know what happened. This one's like Christmas colors too. Oh, Lord. Save me. Save me, Lord. So she she comes in to the library where she knows full well that Oz is and starts talking about him like she has no idea that he's there, which seems very unwillow of her. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. All right. We got we to gotta get through this shit. Yeah, man. 
Scott's still <laughs> here for God knows what reason. Buffy's yeah. doing everything she can to doom this relationship. Go Buffy. You do you. Jesus. Like, yeah. So Scott's trying to be all relationshipy. She's being the absolute worst because now she's all confused because Angel's back and Scott's just taking it as he does because he doesn't give a shit how horribly Buffy treats him. No, not even slightly. <laughs> this uh, this is a good scene. I like the title of this scene, which is, wait, what in the hell? <laughs> Because this is where uh, Pete entices Debbie into a utility closet for some makeouts, right? Oh, no. And then he points out that, or she entices him in? Anyway, he sees this empty jar. This is like his secret lab closet, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he points out this empty jar with like a bit of glowing liquid still at the bottom. And yeah. asks if Debbie drank it. <laughs> like, oh. what even the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> Oh, this is the turn, right? Right. Yeah. You you knew nothing. And then you're like, wait, <laughs> what, what's happening? <laughs> I knew second werewolf. Then I knew, oh, it's actually Angel. And then he's like, did you drink that? And I'm like, what in the fuck? And then we go into twist number three. Ooh, the real twist. Yeah. Well, we briefly see that Chris Pratt is dead. Yeah. Because like it cuts to Buffy monologuing to his corpse for a while. And you're like, oh, he's clearly dead. And then she's like, oh, no, he's dead. Yeah. It turns out that whole smoking thing was just so they could have this. I don't want to use the word gag, but I'm going to. (laughs) Yeah. This shot of the completely burned down cigarette. And Buffy's like, oh, no, all the ash is still there. Oh, no, he's dead. You don't even need that, though. That's I guess it's to establish a timeline. And like later on, they use it to say, oh, well, but someone killed him so fast. He didn't even drop his cigarette. And you're like, how? How did how did Pete do that? He's he's still mostly just a person who's like mildly hulky. Yeah. Which is what like, we see. This is the twist number three. Pete's cray cray. And like you're telling me that the therapist <laughs> wouldn't have dropped his cigarette? That makes no sense. It's, it's so crazy. But yeah, we got beasts plural because Pete is, I mean, Mr. Hyde or <laughs> super discount Hulk. Yeah. Dollar Hulk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Pete killed Chris Pratt. He killed little Jimmy at the start. I kind of got the vibe that, you know, Debbie... Debbie was saying, oh, I didn't like some of the things that, you know, Chris Pratt was saying to me. And I don't know if I'm reading too much into this, but my read on that was that he probably told her she's in an incredibly unhealthy relationship. Right. And she didn't like to hear that because generally people in those kinds of relationships don't want to be told that. No, they don't. Yeah. And we get into a really horrifying domestic abuse scene. And I'm like, it's... I, I guess we should just be used to this now. Like, bad things happening to women in alarmingly realistic ways on a campy TV show. This yeah. is just par for the fucking corpse right now. <laughs> and this episode especially, because it's just kind of a disjointed episode that, like, isn't the most amazing episode. Mm-hmm. And then they have this very serious topic mm-hmm. in it. It just makes it feel like... I don't know. It's it's very strange. I think it's important. It's an important thing to talk about. Yeah. I'm glad that they are going there. I think it's weird in the context of the other episodes of this TV show that we've seen, which yeah. have been super campy. To have this happen, you're like, it just feels odd. I think because it's because they kind of do it more realistically than normal. Mm-hmm. In yeah. the sense that a lot of the things that Debbie is doing and saying are the things that, you know, victims of this type of abuse 
actually do and say. Yeah. And so then you're just like, oh, this is hitting really real right now. Yeah. Yeah. I realized that I don't really have any idea of how to deal with this sort of thing. And then I was like, well, other than calling the cops and reporting what I know, which I think is the exact right thing to do if you know of a situation like this that's happening. It's a very tough thing because generally people you know, who are drawn to these sorts of relationships are using attachment to deal with their problems. Right. And so then when things get worse, they actually just attach harder. Hmm. And so they have to kind of like decide for themselves that this is the last time and I'm actually going to leave now. And then that makes it very difficult as an outsider to try to help them. So I clearly have no idea what I'm talking about here. And like, I am by no means an expert, but this show will also, like this episode provides no useful insight it deals with a serious situation and a serious topic but provides nothing positive well yeah i mean buffy tries to to like i mean in a sense kind of talk some sense into debbie but she does it in the wrong way i want to say but i don't know if there is a right way no that's just it this is a very difficult situation and like there isn't a resolution for it it just ends really badly for everyone involved yeah which is not fun. Yeah, that's a big downer. And super downer. I don't know. This is a, this the whole tone of this episode is very strange. Well, let's it's just all over the place. Let's continue with all of our ramblings behind us and <laughs> yeah. know that we feel confused about this listeners. Sorry we, we sure can't do. be any more coherent. Yeah. Oz sees Debbie all beat up. She's got a black eye and He's talking to her out, he was waiting for her and like gives her his study notes for biology or something. And I mean, yeah, we can all see how this is going to go. (laughs) Seconds later, the (laughs) plot is figured out by the Scoobies. And honestly, I'm not even disappointed anymore. I'm just jazzed to see how this all shakes out. Because we've got beasts, plural. And the episode does a really good job of executing on that. Where you're like, okay, we've got Angel, Oz, and Pete. And... Like, I think Angel is starting to get loose here. We're seeing him, like, tugging at the chains yep. and the sconces breaking. And you know that Oz is at some point going to get loose and Pete is definitely loose. And you're like, okay, yeah. And you're, you're thinking some sort of beast showdown is what's going to happen. Some sort of, what's that last segment called? Monster Mash? He did the mash. He did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. He did the mash. It caught on in a flash. He did the mash. He did the monster mash. <laughs> he did the monster mash. <laughs> it's a monster fight. We're going to have one. We might as well just get there. Because like Pete shows up as Oz is getting locked in the cage. Or just after he locked himself in the cage. No one's on watch for some reason. And yeah. <laughs> then Pete's like, I'm going to kill you because you were near Debbie at all. And he's a super abusive person to Debbie. Yep. Oz is like, you don't even want to be here. <laughs> Pete hulks out. And then he's like, oh, okay. Oz can't go wolf mode on command, which would be super helpful here. It would be, but you're still like, I mean, okay, like you have to figure Oz is going to be okay. So then oh, you're yeah. hyped oh. for like when this is about to turn around on Pete. Monster <laughs> oh, yeah. fight. Yeah, the monster <laughs> mash is so fun. You got monster uh, on monster and that's always good. And yeah, mm-hmm. sure enough, Seth Green's like, time's up, my turn. Turns into a werewolf. And yeah, they start having a really fun monster fight. Ah, <sighs> good times. It's all good. Uh, Faith is wearing the most amazing leopard pants. Just need to point oh, those damn, out. Oh, damn, I didn't notice that. They're so good. Oh. Shit. Uh, 
So the bunch um, of the Scoobies show up to see the monster fight happening, right? Because they figured out the plot and they come back to yeah. see Oz. Oh, right. We had the scene of Buffy and Willow trying to talk Debbie into leaving Pete. And again, we don't know how to deal with that. Sorry, guys. I, and I mean, neither do they. They definitely do not. Because especially like, you know, in in five minutes, like they're not going to solve this. No, Debbie yeah. is becoming more and more reclusive and yeah, withdrawn because they're confronting her with how bad he is. Anyway, monster fight. They all show up. Buffy grabs the trank gun and is lining up the shot on Pete. She has the shot, but... <laughs> <laughs> But Debbie's here, and she says no, and pushes it aside just oh. as Buffy's taking the shot. And what happens? I mean, does this count as a concussion? Child's concussion count only... is going up. <laughs> I am so lost on what the concussion count is. Oh, no clue. Like, I can't even begin. I want to say six. It's high. I think <laughs> six is reasonable. It might be higher, though. Might be up to like eight. Fuck, it might be seven or eight now that I say that. Because we had four. In season one. Yeah. In season one. And then we have at least two. I'm going to say we're at seven. Yeah. Oh, Giles. Uh, <laughs> Giles bow, 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 bow. being awake. Oh, not great. <sighs> Poor guy. Oz bites Pete. And I'm like, is Pete a werewolf now? <laughs> yeah. He's a what? 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 You what? He's a what? She's a what? He's a what? She's a what? There's a what? He's a what? She's a what? He's a what? She's what? He's a what? He's a music man. I mean, he would be. Yeah. Except. Yeah. <laughs> except. The wolf and Pete split up. Faith is sent to get Oz. Buffy handles Pete. Debbie runs away. Debbie and Pete meet up. And Pete does the whole abuser thing. Then then Debbie is Deadbee? She dies? Yeah. And it's like, have her be injured. And then afterwards, I don't know. I, again, like, it's too complex of an issue for them to be able to, like, wrap it up in another scene. But, like, like what's the message they're sending here? I don't know what message it is. The message is she kept going back and then one time he went too far. Yeah. The message like, is that does don't, happen. Go keep, go, don't keep going back. Right. Buffy but, says it pretty explicitly where yeah. she's like, what happens? You die. And then it was too late. And, and yeah, that's, that's exactly what happens. what happens. Yeah. So the answer is leave your abuser as and early as I mean, you I, can. I get that Buffy can't save everyone, but I just, why does Debbie have to die? It's weird. Yeah. It's a weird choice. Yeah. So Buffy fights Pete. And she's getting the shit beat out of her because Pete is actually more strong than her, which is... Yeah, for it, once! Yeah, I was like, they're not evenly matched. This is great. No, like, you know what? This has to happen occasionally. Yeah, where she is outclassed by someone. Pete's on whatever sort of Hulk juice. Uh, man, it is primo quality <laughs> Hulk juice. He yeah. is stronger than the master? So, like, we called him Discount Hulk, and I think that that was a disservice to to Pete. I don't know. Angel couldn't have choked the life out of actual Hulk. Because he shows up and kills him. That's true. And I think, honestly, like, what is this about other than how do we get rid of this guy but not have Buffy have to kill him? <laughs> we make him fight Crangel. Yep. Crazy Angel. But he he's not as much crazy anymore because Buffy said his name once. 
I don't know what's changed, but suddenly he's coherent. Well, I would gather, and this is, again, I'm just kind of making this up as I go. Headcanon's the best. Go for it. Right. So he comes back to our world. He's been gone, let's call it 100 years for simplicity's sake. Uh And like, I mean, who knows what sort of like psychological torment he went through in this other world. Maybe this whole fantasy of, oh, you've been freed and you're safe again, only to find out that it's not true. Like, maybe that's the kind of thing that was happening to him or could have happened to him, right? And so, like, if I were him, I wouldn't believe this at first. And so then, like, the longer it goes on and the longer he's like, huh, things are still okay, then maybe he just needs that time to, like, really believe that it's really happening. I like this because it ties in with my theory that now this reality must seem like heaven compared to what he was going through before. Oh, hell yeah. This is absolutely, like, number one best reality. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. He's not being constantly tortured. Woo! Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Angel kills Pete, and then he and Buffy are together, and Buffy's super sad about everything, because, I mean, yeah, Angel's back and she loves him, but things are complicated right now. And I was actually quite shocked about how much I felt for Angel mm-hmm. when he finally, like, breaks down and does he get a line? Does he say Buffy? He says Buffy a couple yeah, times. Yeah, so he finally, he finally has a line or two. And Which yeah, I think I... is contractually obligated. <laughs> I was expecting him to have more to say, frankly, because I thought he needed to have a speaking role. He didn't say anything when he fell out of the... No, but whatever. he had a scene before that in a dream. Oh, interesting. You might be right about that. He has to speak. Like, he has to have a, a an actual actor credit, because otherwise, like, actors guild stuff. Yeah, he's an right. extra. Well, anyways, I was I was surprised how affected I was. Oh yeah, by they do it, it great. Like, and because I mean, I'm really obviously like this whole Buffy Angel thing is not uh, like not my jam. It's not the relationship I'm here for. No. But uh, yeah, no, like you know, it was really it was really well done. So wrapping it up, Scott has lost both of his friends. <sighs> Jeez. <laughs> I'm. I'm hoping he's about to lose his girlfriend, but that seems unnecessarily cruel. Yo, if she had broken up with him here, like, she can't be redeemed from that. No. He's basically like, oh, these were my two best friends my entire life. And you're like, Buffy, don't break up with him. Oh my god. Oh my god, Buffy, no. This is not the time. (laughs) It's so not the time. She doesn't. Oh, no, god, no. Jesus. The lines that she has with him don't make it seem like they're dating. I know. And they're just starting out, sure. But, like, it doesn't seem like a close relationship yet. Yeah. I've got a note here that Buffy's hair is awful. I think it's doing that thing that I hate again where, like, the front is clipped back. But it's doing it to a more extreme version where, like, it's a bow on top of her head. Where, like, the front is the widest and then it goes, narrows to the middle (gasps) and then widens out again somehow. Mm, It's bad. She still has freaking ginger spice hair. She does. She has such ginger spice hair. Dye her goddamn hair. Like, how are we still doing this? It's so stripey. Oh, How is it so stripey? Damn. That's our episode, though. It's cray cray. Michaela, did you enjoy this episode? Honestly, I'm not sure. (laughs) That is also my (laughs) response. I don't fucking know. Because, like, it's a downer of an episode. It's so sad. How does Debbie happen? Like, you killed her? Like, she's... And, you know, there's no redemption for her or anyone. I mean, like, Pete was beyond any kind of redemption, obviously. Maybe she could have 
you know, gone to live a, a happy life and said to herself, man, I see that this relationship I was in is really, it was a really bad, bad time for me. And it sucked, but I can learn from it and grow. I don't know. Just, it's just, everything is really sad. The yeah. last scene is sad. No one's having a good time. Like, who won this episode, Dave? That is our next question. And I, <laughs> I didn't even think about that before. It's... Definitely not Debbie or Scott, or Pete, sorry, or Scott. I kept getting Pete and Scott confused when I was watching this. Don't blame you. Yeah, it's definitely not Buffy. I think it might be Angel? I think, I think it has to be Angel, because... You know, not in hell, so... Yeah, not in hell. Pretty great for him. My runner-up there would be Oz, because yeah. thought he not murdered someone, turned out yeah. not to be a murderer. But, I don't know. I think I think Angel's having a better day, because the way that Oz's friends reacted to Oz maybe being a murderer, and yeah. the things that were said by, I mean, most people, mm-hmm. I think really make this not, uh, not an Oz win. No, no, it's yeah. an Angel win, I'd say. Do you have a top fashion outfit from this episode? It's tough. Buffy having a jacket and a sweater tied around her waist seems <laughs> crazy. It's, it's insane. And but you know, the Faith whole sweater around the waist it. thing. Yeah, Faith is always killing it. The whole sweater around the waist thing was like super, like that was a super big thing in the 90s. Oh god, yeah. It was the coolest yeah. look back then. Yeah, it was. I always thought I was super cool when I would tie a sweater around my waist, like no joke. Um, I have to say, like, yeah, Faith's, like, leather vest, when she's dancing around with that Walkman, uh, mm, uh-huh. oh, so good. Yeah. I think the Walkman is part of that whole look, <laughs> and it brings me joy. Well, Michaela, do you know what time it is now? Oh my god, is it the favorite time? It's, Everyone's favorite time? <laughs> it's time to check in with our favorite IMDb <gasps> reviewer, Teeks, Taylor Kingston from Australia. <sighs> We've got the one with the beast boyfriend. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed this episode. It's very good, but also kind of creepy. But it has a lot of themes and messages behind it, like about abusive relationships. Cool. Um, yep. <laughs> yeah, it's got some confusing grammar in the summary, but that's fine. <laughs> cool she has to props. help his girlfriend. So Buffy has to help Debbie understand what Pete is doing wrong. Pete is basically on steroids and kills people. Sure. Uh-huh. Best part of the episode, when Buffy helps the girl out of her relationship. That's just straight up not true. <laughs> that, yep. that doesn't happen nope. in this episode. Sure as shit doesn't happen. Worst part of the episode, when the Beast boyfriend turns into the Beast. Now, I'm not sure if that's talking about the effects or the fact that he's an abuser. I, I, I don't know. The best and the worst part of this just both oh, confuse me so much. Because the so first unclear. one, best one didn't happen. Buffy no. did not help this girl out of her relationship. No, absolutely not. No. Oh. So thanks, Jeez. Teeks. You're, uh, you're keeping it real. You know what? Kicking it in Australia. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, represent. Absolutely. And God that, damn. that, Michaela, was a 7 out of 10, which in Teeks' rating book is great. Sometimes... I'm okay with the ratings. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. I'm not sure he likes Oz as much as we do. Oz, because Phases and this one both got sevens. And I'm like, mm, that, yeah. Oz brings that up, man. And seven is like super low for a Teeks review, right? That makes me wonder if perhaps Teeks just can't quite connect with the subtlety that is Oz. <laughs> yeah, Oz is a strange, he's an odd duck. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. He's our kind of duck, you know? Yeah, for sure. Well, what's coming up on the next episode, Michaela? Coming up next is an episode we like to call Homecoming. Homecoming. So, 
Buffy and Cordelia compete against each other to be homecoming queen. What in the fuck? <laughs> this, this basically happened when Cordelia was being May Queen last time. Well, Buffy didn't try to be the May Queen, though. Why would Buffy be competing with... What? Buffy is, is... legitimately going to try to be Homecoming Queen. What? The... What kind of bitch-ass now, season one episode is this? There's another thread r- running through here sure, that sure, is sure. more important than what I just told you. And... Oh, we'll oh make this... Homecoming. Oh, my God. Oh, is it... Does Spike come home? Does no. Spike... Contri- fuck. Fuck. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, no. Damn it. Uh, I'm crushed. Who else would be coming home? Hmm. I think we got most of our characters in play. Huh. <laughs> no, it is it is homecoming only in the sense that, like, it's about the homecoming dance. <laughs> oh, I thought it would be a double meaning. Never mind then. No. All right. Well, are we looking... Because from that description, I'm really not looking forward to this. Are we looking forward to this? The part that I haven't told you is more fun. Okay. Uh, um, I'm not, like, hyped, but I think it'll at least not leave us as depressed as this one did. <laughs> oh, man, if it did, that would be... <sighs> Yeah. Double gut punch. You know oh. what, Dave? Here, I'll tell you this. There's going to be some Mr. Trick. So... Yeah, I was hoping it would be Trick. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we'll have some fun with him. Mr. Trick's pretty great. Yeah. Okay. Well, looking forward to it. That's it for us here, though. And if you'd like to reach out to us about anything we've said over the course of the show, you can email us, beyondvanu.hellmouth at gmail.com, which is in the show notes. You can also find this episode on the Reddit. That's buffy.reddit.com. You can also hit us up in the comments of IMDb individually. <laughs> I'm on there at TK fan number one. And Michaela? I am at rhymes with Blin Visible. What in the fuck? That's a Buffy reference. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, make sure to hashtag those movie reviews. Welcome to the Hellmouth. So we know you came from the show. That legitimately used to be my IMDb name. Nice. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's it from us here. Until next time, farewell well from, from the, the Hellmouth. 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 Hellmouth.